2: Is it us or are we even busier now after 2020? Like we're making up for staying inside and it is exhausting. Sure, we could take more vitamins, but who wants to be popping pills every day? Well, Snapcrack has a solution. Snap boost vitamin injections. A quick, effective way to get a vitamin in one, well, shot. (laughs) Just $29 for a single visit or part of SnapCrack's monthly $49 membership, and you can get Snap Boosts that deliver vitamins straight to the muscle with a slow, sustainable release for long-lasting results in your body. From vitamin Z to B-complex to zinc, there's a variety of vitamins to choose from. A town hangover cocktail. (laughs) Yeah, we could all use that every once in a while, right? So visit SnapCrack.com today to find the location nearest you and just stop by. You'll be in and out in no time. After all, when you feel better, you do better.
3: Hey people, this
2: is DJ. And this is Ish. And And this this is is Season season 4 of of Better Let Let Me Tell (laughs) You.
3: We're all singing Yeehaw.
2: Well, I don't know about the Yeehaw part, but I do have these really cute overalls now because the ones that I had bought before that I was wearing they tore a hole in the ass, so I had to throw that's... those away.
3: Your stuff usually does.
2: <laughs> it's true, but now I bought a cute pair that are like shorts.
3: Okay, yeah. well then. With that said, <laughs> that's a
2: great intro as any to episode one sixty seven. We're at one sixty seven.
3: We're at one sixty seven. Well, hello everybody. Happy Friday. Happy I hope, Friday. I hope everybody can hear us a little bit better yeah. than they did. Because <laughs> last week, if you listened, uh I was in New York City and you were still where you are now. Yep. In uh, the North Carolina on a mountain in North Carolina.
2: Yes, sir. Um
3: and I was uh at the lobby of the hotel recording and like It was a whole...
2: It wasn't optimal. optimal. It was not
3: optimal. So our audio suffered a little bit, so listeners were very sorry. We apologize for the audio issues, Uh, but sometimes, you know, we commit to giving you an episode every week, so rain or shine, you're getting an episode, good or bad audio.
2: Yep, yep, yep. And we had nearly like 500 listens on premiere day, so I guess it didn't bother too many people
3: yeah i guess you know what though i have to say though that even if we have a little bit of audio snafus every now and then um the fact that you know we've gone 167 episodes More, and four really
2: seasons,
3: and four seasons with um without really be having an audio engineer
2: <laughs> like yeah exactly like i'm the audio engineer and i am not an audio engineer No, no At no
3: all. that's why you have a bachelor of science
2: Oh, so I should be an engineer is what you're saying.
3: Right. Whereas I have a Bachelor of Arts. <laughs> Listeners, that's a, that's sort of an inside joke between Ish and I because I, my undergraduate degree is a Bachelor's in Psychology and yours was a Bachelor's... Of Science in Communications. Right. So Ish has always been like the creative one and like the really artsy one. I've been the more methodical one and like more of like... I don't want to say intellectual in like a derogatory way to you, but I've been more of like the bookworm and right, all that. Right, right. And it was just funny that he had a Bachelor of Science and I had a Bachelor of Arts.
2: But you know, that's just the universe saying that you and I are in sync. We're we're we're, we're perfectly balanced even an asshole. Yes.
3: Yeah, so so yeah. So yeah, everybody, welcome to episode 169. Um no, 167. 167. Um <laughs> That'll be in two weeks. Uh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. So I want to start off with um, a little mishap that, like, a lot of people are talking about. And um, it's just, I I find it funny in the sense of, like, I thought we were beyond that. But did you hear? Oh, haven't the the
2: last couple of weeks taught us that we are not beyond
3: anything? I guess you're right. (laughs) But did you hear the comments of uh, that the baby gave? Like, Thank the whole- you.
2: I was going to bring that up. I we sh- first of all, I don't think we should be surprised that someone who's called the baby makes the stupid comments.
3: So here's the thing. So for those of you who don't know, the baby was actually at a festival down here. The Rolling Future Loud, festival, mm-hmm. the Rolling Loud festival here in Miami, which is like it's a big hip hop uh, R and B festival. I've been wanting to go there for years. Mm-hmm because I love that genre of music but um and he was on stage and he started saying this type of like homophobic stuff and then he was saying something of like gay you know like something that was related to like gay men and dying of AIDS and yeah.
2: die of AIDS in like 2 to 3 weeks like
3: right and okay okay hear me out what i found sort of funny about this and i'm like Are we in 1985? Like, right? Like, okay, your homophobic comment is so dated. Like,
2: yeah. And then the whole AIDS, you know, panic on top of it. It's like, if you're going to be homophobic, at least be modern about it.
3: At least be 21st century homophobic. At
2: least, I don't know. At this point, it's almost like, is it too much to ask that you at least be transphobic? God, I mean, keep up. When I
3: heard that, I'm like, we. And we are not. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, <laughs> let's be very clear: homophobia right. or transphobia of any type. But like when he said that, I'm like, really? Like you're making like Is a, still a gay, thing? Like a gay AIDS joke in 2021? First of all, that was never funny. First of all, right. but second of all, that's so freaking dated. It's <laughs> like 2021. Like I was like, that belongs in like I love the 80s. Like what? Like what? like what the hell the baby like whatever it's
2: and then did you see his I'm going to call it his response cuz that was not an apology I don't even know what the fuck that was his
3: I heard he gave one gave one but I didn't hear it
2: his whole response was like you know well but you know I wasn't talking about my fans because I'm cool with my fans who are gay, but I'm talking about like trashy fans who are gay. who get. Ga- it's like, wait, I don't even understand what you're saying. And then it became this whole thing about how like, you know, my fans don't have because my fans don't do that shit. And blah, blah. it's like, I don't even understand where I'm going. Where, where, I want to know where you're going with this and why you felt that this was the appropriate response. pata and like, what is he going to say now? So, pero que, pero que he did. It was not an apology. You know what I mean. It was. It, it was just him, like in a weird way, doubling down while also dándole la vuelta. And I then,
3: don't. I, I, I didn't hear it. I'm hearing it from you, but it's like I don't. You know, look, we've talked about cancel culture here mm-hmm. several times, and I think I'm speaking behalf of for both of us that I, I'm not big on cancel culture. I don't. Uh, I'm especially not big. You know, sometimes people say stupid shit. And you know what? If you apologize sincerely, you know, everybody says stupid shit, especially especially
2: when things are brought up from your past.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But there's some things that, you know, there's some things you don't get a pass on, you know? Um, and this type of homophobic comment is not one you got to pass on. Like, it's not. Because, like, again, we're sort of chuckling at the fact that this sounds like a dated comment from the 80s. And it's like... But when you okay, have
2: 9.1 million followers?
3: Yes. Your words and your actions matter. Exactly. And, you know, he... It's just ridiculous. And and you know what? I have to say this. Dua Lipa had to give a statement apologizing. Not apologizing, but, like, distancing herself from him. Right. I just want to go on the record that... I love the song Levitating without him. I don't like the The remix remix with him. And you know what I think she should do? I think she should do a remix now with Lil Nas X.
2: You know what? That is a great suggestion. You know what? Dua, if your people are listening, you should put that out there. You should come on the show so we could talk about it. Right, exactly. Number one, because we think you're extremely talented and extremely hot.
3: And... (laughs) And even though our guests are generally Hispanic slanting, I'm sure she has some. She's from Kosovo. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Like London. I'm sure that there's something you know. Ayayago, there. ayayago. We'll figure it out. de <laughs> Yeah.
2: No, my favorite, my favorite part of this whole th- spiel after the whole like what you said, you know, oh, are we really in you know 1985? Was did you see that uh, Ti's response?
3: yes <laughs> which was very disappointing cuz i like ti
2: it's i mean basically it's like oh you know i'm cool with the gays but you know let people say what they want to say and it's like you know what you're absolutely right ti let people say what they want to say but there are consequences for your actions
3: well you know what i always say to that yeah. <laughs> if you want to be you a- have the right listen you have the right to be a racist homophobic fuck like you do and we have the right to, to tell you, you, you it. you're a racist homophobic fuck like <laughs> Right, you can say everything you want. I you can be as racist as you want, baby. Like (laughs) you can be as homophobic as you want. That you know you're gonna get called on on it because you're a piece of shit. Like nobody's saying you can't uh, say it. Nobody's saying you can't say it. (laughs) So yeah, again, when I heard it, I'm like, really? Like really? Like we're making gay man AIDS jokes? Not that that was ever funny, but like really? In in 2001, like so topical? Like yeah, like.
2: Yeah, no, and and I and, and I still don't even understand like why. You
3: know what I mean? Like what yeah? What, what prompted like this? He was performing, he was performing. I think he was in between like verses or in between songs and they just came up and I'm like, Okay, like
2: Like this was weighing so heavily on his mind that he just had to <laughs> let it out in the middle of rolling loud? Like again, oh. why?
3: I I, I all I'm saying is that I'm waiting for the new Levitating remix with Lil X. So then there will be four versions of Levitating. Because <laughs> there's the original version without the baby, there's the version with the baby, and then there's the version with Madonna and um, Missy Elliott. And a lot of people don't know that version, but there that actually that version came out first. It came out first? Yep, oh, oh,
2: you mean before before the baby?
3: The no the version of Levitating with Madonna and Missy, Missy Elliott was released before. Because the thing is that Dua Lipa, I don't even know why I know this as well as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Dua Lipa released a remix album. Yes, yes. Right? And that was supposed to be the first single of the remix album. The the Levitating, because it's like more techno. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: she does a, a mashup also with um, Jamiroquai's Cosmic Girl, right?
3: And then it's it features Madonna and Missy Elliott. But I don't know if maybe the song didn't blow up as much as it should have. Then then they released the album version of it, and then that ah, blew up.
2: Okay, yeah, because I know that... they did the remix with the baby. Yeah, because I know the Madonna version has a video.
3: It does, and that video was done before the one of the regular whatever i again i don't know why i know this <laughs> like, why do i know this
2: <laughs> why not is the better question
3: <laughs> so
2: okay moving topics here all right actually the olympics you saw the opening that's, didn't you
3: well, that's that's what I, my next topic was oh, going to okay, be okay okay so for those of you who don't know, because the Olympics are every four years, but that's true, we probably haven't had a but, chance to talk about. It. And the last Olympics, the ones in Rio, were 2016. We didn't have the podcast yet. Right. Um, but I'm a big olympophile. Is that a word? It is now. Change of program. right. So I'm, a big, I'm a big, big fan of the Olympics. I listeners, I can name you every Olympics. From every modern day Olympics from eighteen ninety six to now. Should I do it?
2: No, 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 no. This will be like that president thing that that happened a couple of weeks ago.
3: Oh, okay. Where I
2: was very tired. I mean,
3: this is fast. No, okay, no, whatever. No. I can name every modern Olympic Games. I have, um, and Ish can testify to this. I have books and books and books about the Olympic Games. I collect memorabilia. Yep. I, I a big Olympics fan. And obviously I very much look forward, especially to the summer Olympics. And I have to say that this was just awful. Like they shouldn't have
2: even done anything. Like they should have just had the countries come out and been like, yay. Thanks for coming. Bye. Like I, so here's the thing. First of all, they had that
3: God awful song playing. Imagine. Yes. Here's the thing. Seriously. Um so I mean well first off to our listeners how many of you watched the opening ceremonies of the Tokyo Olympics uh last Friday so a week ago today So the Tokyo Olympics as you know were supposed to be last year but they were canceled because of the pandemic and um interestingly enough they're still being called Tokyo 2020 which I think it's going to oh, be Really cool. Yeah well have you have you seen any of the any of it I haven't really noticed the the logos yeah. Everything says Tokyo 2020. Everything. <laughs> they, they officially did not change the name of the Olympics. It was a lot of things that have been printed.
2: Oh, that's it was too far gone.
3: Yeah, it was too far gone. Like, <laughs> it's too far gone. We're calling it 2020, damn it. <laughs> Even if it happens in 2030, it's 2020. 2020. Um, and, you know, they built this enormous Olympic stadium. You know what's so interesting about this Olympic stadium is that it so Tokyo hosted the Olympics in 1964, and they replaced the old Olympic Stadium. They knocked it down and built this new one oh, wow. on the same grounds as the old one uh, because of how grand these Olympics were going to be. And then,
2: uh,
3: <laughs> and then COVID said, "Hold my beer." I just I mean, look. They were between a rock and a hard place because obviously they couldn't make this. Upbeat because a lot of people are like, "Well, why didn't they make a, a, a ceremony just for television?" Right, 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 and it'd be amazing. And I'm like, "Well, no," because like. Opening ceremonies a lot of times are, are showing the show the culture of the country, right. which they can, but it's done in a celebratory way. And I think to have this like totally celebratory like theme in the Olympics is a little tone deaf in the opening ceremony. Um, so I understand that like whatever they did was going to just not be up to par to be pre- no spectacle there was not going to be a spectacle. right there was no spectacle and whatever they did it was going to be a letdown right um i i i thought that the i always look forward to the lighting of the cauldron that's like my moment of like oh my god like what are they going to do
2: the cauldron was beautiful um, this year i have to say
3: it was but i i loved the the selection of um Naomi Osaka yes i thought that was genius to have her light the cauldron. I she, I mean, deservingly, she I mean she yeah, deserves it. Yeah, she earned it, yeah. But but in terms of like also PR, that she's like, like this is very much her moment. I thought that was a really good choice. Um and I just I, I thought that it wasn't really it was it was anticlimactic. <laughs> the, it
2: was it was overall uh, like
3: the lighting of the cauldron was anticlimactic. Also because I'm a I am an olympophile. Like I like the cauldron to be high up, like really out, like where you can see out, it from out, the whole city, from the stadium. Yeah, like I don't know if you remember, um, but the 2008 Olympics, like in the Bird's State. No, 2008 was Beijing. Um, the guy like flew, like he flew around the stadium to like light the, the cauldron on the roof of the stadium. And um, in 2000, when the Olympics were in Sydney, that's my favorite one. I mean, people Google 2000 lighting of cauldron um, in Sydney. It was amazing because um, I'm like, again, I'm a really big geek about this. Like Kathy Freeman, who was an Australian Olympian, she steps up to this pool um, and like, and the pool had like a huge waterfall and like, you're like, what's going on here? And she sets the pool on fire <laughs> and then out of the water comes out the cauldron and then the cauldron goes all the way up to the top of the stadium. Like it, yeah. like th- usually the lighting of the cauldron is a very big spectacle. And like this year it was like,
2: Meh. yeah. And as we know, up until then, the only Australian to ever set water on fire was Kylie Minogue. So that's a very big deal.
3: Wait, when did she set water on fire? No, I I just feel like she did. Well, that's true. (laughs) If there is an Australian that has set water on fire, it's Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Because it's not Olivia Newton-John. That's not her. No,
2: no. Even though she does believe she is magic.
3: Oh, that is true. Yeah. Um, so are you? So you haven't been watching the Olympics? We have actually. We've been watching it up here. Um, I love. So you have been watching the Olympics, and you have not noticed that it's Tokyo twenty twenty because I mean it's everywhere. Like well, it's
2: yeah. We're we're watching. You know. You, you know how people watch TV now. You know you're watching it, but you're not really watching it. And then you just focus when the actual event is happening, and then. Depend- Ryan, depending on who wins everywhere like
3: in the pool it's like it's like wallpaper around the pool like there's the water noticed. everything that says Tokyo 2020
2: I haven't noticed but I did notice I, we did watch um, this guy win the the swim uh, the swimming thing the, the blonde guy from Clearwater Yes. I don't know anybody's names, so you're not going to so too bad on that. And the relay yesterday, the the women's uh relay swim yesterday was yeah. a nail biter.
3: Yeah. I relay races are always so fun. Oh, they were
2: so exciting. Remember when
3: we remember when you were in, in P and uh, in school and like you would do the baton relays? Yes. <laughs> relay, when- and you'd always be like don't drop the baton. Don't drop the baton
2: cuz you're going to lose precious seconds. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know, was so much fun. I know how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> and then of so, course you know we have Ms. Ms. simone biles you know uh bowing, so let's bowing have, out
3: let's talk a little bit about that i
2: i saw when you- she, i saw when she was performing and both me and jose were like she's not doing well like she doesn't look like again we don't know what's going on in her head right but we could tell just for her performance we're like something's off like she's not yeah. performing as as we've come to expect for better or worse right from from simone biles
3: yeah, and I think – so Here, here's one of the – well, first of all, I commend her for doing what she did. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of people have been criticizing her. Well, for our listeners who don't know, Simone Biles, um, who leading in was the star yeah. of – actually, and that is part of the problem. That is part of the problem. She's the most because,
2: decorated U.S. gymnast.
3: But in past Olympics – there has always been a handful of American star athletes, right? Right, like Michael Phelps, Ryan Lochte. Um, this is in recent Olympics. Simone C- C- Biles, um, uh, L- Gabby.
2: Your Lori Hernandez is your Gabby Douglas, right? You're, right, right.
3: Uh, Daniel uh, Leva, uh, yeah, our favorite <laughs> Olympian. <laughs> Daniel. Um, there's always been a handful of like stars coming into the olympics and in this particular case in terms of the united states she was the only one yeah, she was it uh, so and 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 what people have to understand is that with that comes an additional set of pressure mm-hmm. that like now you're like kind of you have the weight of the entire country's athletic you know uh hopes <laughs> on your shoulders yeah and let's not have
2: to do. Yeah, and let's not discount the fact that they were all training for this to happen last year, which means that now they had to train for an extra year. But let's add to the fact that like last year, okay, oh no, you got to keep training. Okay, but what's open? Oh, we don't know, but figure out how to train. You know, right. it, it, they couldn't even train in the in the same way. And now it's an additional year of push, push, push.
3: Right, right. And so I give her credit, you know, for our listeners who don't know she uh backed out. First it was of the, the team uh Finals, but now she's done all together
2: mm-hmm. right? yeah. I believe, I, I believe so. so I believe so, yeah
3: So she, in other words, has decided not to continue With the Tokyo 2020 <laughs> Um, And um, You know that if The Olympics was Aired on ABC, they would have Totally had a Barbara Walters They like, needed to 2020, 2020, anyway um, So I give her credit for being like You know what, I'm not in my A-game um and I think it takes a, a, an incredible amount of strength and courage to be able to walk away from something like that. Um I agree. So. I
2: think I mean look, there's always gonna be cynics who say, Oh, she wasn't performing guess, as well. Guess, and she guess who's giving
3: her shit. Guess. Yes. Guess. guess who's giving her shit? Um Because apparently that man has no feelings whatsoever. I I'm trying to think who. Pierce Morgan. Oh,
2: Pierce Morgan. Oh, okay. He that's right cuz he has opinions about does, everything. Does Pierce
3: Morgan have any emotion towards anything at all? Like like what does it take for Pierce Morgan? Like does Pierce Morgan have empathy for starving children in Africa or will he say that that's their fault? Like like mm-hmm. is there anything that that man feels sympathy or empathy for? Like other, other than Kate Middleton? Why he loves her? Well, I
2: mean, según Los he was always defendiendo her and, you know, the royalty. So, I mean...
3: I mean, is there is there anything? Because is there anything that man is like, you know, I really understand what you're going through and my heart out to you. Like, oh.
2: I mean, look, I understand cynics, especially initially coming from the perspective of like, you know, she was off her game and she didn't want to screw up her, her stats. Like, the cynic in me kind of wants to say like... I get it but what we always say here is like you know what when somebody's telling you their experience and when somebody is telling you that this is based on what I am feeling believe them you know believe them because you don't know otherwise until until somebody tells you the 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 opposite you have to believe
3: that I never I never it never crossed my mind that she quit because of her stats because the thing is that her Legacy is already established, and in in her sport, like whether she would have gone to the Olympics or not, whether she have would have messed up in every event. Now, the, the her legacy as as far as a, as a gymnast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is already established. So, like whatever.
2: I don't know. I, I mean, think- there's there's those who could, who would say, you know, she'd rather go out on top than not. But you know, I see, I, I get what you're saying.
3: I, I think that, um, so, you know, to some of our listeners may know, some of them may not, we, um, uh, he's been a guest of our show, Daniel mm-hmm. Um We love Daniel. Yes. Uh, I consider a, Daniel a friend now. Um, and, you know, when we've spoken to him and, or hung out with him, whatever, and he's, like, really... You know, not even so much like when we interviewed him, but like we when we went out. out with him and he's talked to us about like the the really sacrifice that yeah. he has had to go through since he was a little kid uh, to be where he was and to be, you know, to achieve what he achieved because Daniel is a two-time Olympic uh, winning uh, athlete. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it really puts in perspective the amount of work that these athletes have to put in. I mean, this is not, Oh, you know, I practice every day for a couple of hours. This
2: yeah, is, this is beyond the 10,000 hours.
3: You this know, is situation. every moment of your life to this. And it, and it's so much more than just like going to the gym and working out. Like you can't, you know, your diet, you also like, your think sleep. about this. Like, your sleep. Like, think about it. Like if you're an Olympic athlete, you can't go like, Clubbing. Crazy, gr- crazy things, yeah. because you might get injured. You know, like, you can't go, like, dirt biking. You can't go, like... <laughs> Whitewater you, rafting, or, you know... You, you get injured, and there goes your 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 sport. Uh, I mean, it is such a sacrifice, and that's why, like, you know, speaking to him, like, like in person and, like...
2: As a person, not as an athlete.
3: Right. It, it, you really... Not that we didn't understand before, but you put... A, a real person and a real face behind it, and and I think that the amount of stress I can't even begin to imagine the amount of stress that they have to deal with heading into something like this. So
2: yeah, the headspace you uh, have to be in.
3: Yeah. So hats off to to him. Hats off to Simone Biles. Hats off to you know anybody who dedicates so much of their life to this and especially Olympic athletes, because Olympic athletes are not like necessarily people who play professional sports that have these lucrative, you know, contracts. A lot of them, you know, maybe don't even have endorsements and they, until they they do well at the Olympics, if they don't do well, the money that like, you know, a professional, like a football player or a baseball player has. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work and I think that they should be commended to that, I mean, I, I commend anybody that puts that amount of passion and work into into something because God knows I don't have that discipline.
2: No, you don't. But actually, I, and this is—you set me up for a segue for for something that I just—I wanted to just bring up, and I didn't know how to bring it up. But thank you for that. So, hey, listeners! Ish here. I am with Mark and Vince from Snack snap crack and this is pero snap crack health so today we're going to talk about common beliefs about chiropractic health and you know how it is especially here in miami no yo know voy a chiropractic because me, fulano me dice and you know and they told me this and that and everybody knows an expert but you guys are actual experts okay snap crack over here so what are some of the common beliefs that you know people misbelieve shall we say, when it comes to chiropractic
4: health? Well, I don't want to call it misbelief. It's a kind of a common thing that happens. Misconception. That yeah, let's call it a misconception. There's, a, there's, a, there's common ones. Like, for example, you have to wait a long time to see a chiropractor. Well, that's not really a misconception. It does happen. Right, but that's it's, true. It's not a misconception at, at Snapcrack. At Snapcrack, uh, we're an in and out service. We're uh, in retail locations, mm-hmm. uh, so it's easy access. Okay. You can just walk in without an appointment. And, uh, and you're out in two seconds. Yeah, you're out. You're in and out in uh, no time.
2: Yeah, if you have health insurance, you got to call your insurance company, get verified. You got to get, you know, cleared to come and see that chiropractor, make sure he's in network. It's kind of a hassle. Um, you're limited to, say, 25 visits per calendar year, and then you have to wait until the next year to. Oh, wow. To, yeah, I know those limits. I mean, you, usually there's limits on that. So then you have to wait until the next calendar year to start seeing a chiropractor. So it's
4: really a, a hassle. And snap crack, you just go, and it will probably be less than a co-payment. Just 29 bucks. Get uh, listen,
2: and that is inclusive of tax, everyone. Just putting that out there. That's, yeah, that is, is the fee is. wholeheartedly. Okay, but I'm, I'm going to go through a couple of, of these. going to go with misconceptions, all right? Once I start going to a chiropractor, that's it. Yeah, it's a commitment. I got to go for the rest of my life. I'm attached to you guys for the rest of my life. Is that true?
4: No, it's not addictive. It's not it's addictive. addictive. It's a misconception, absolutely. So it's kind of like working out. It's, it's working out an addictive it kind of is for some few people times for some people but well, for feel, most people it's not you feel good when you work yeah. out so you keep yeah. on going Same uh-huh. thing with obviously getting adjusted you feel good why would you stop that's true that's you know, fair that's how i think of it that's fair that's fair and also you guys have a membership option so we have a membership option also you can pay uh, uh buy the visit for those who don't want the membership and the membership uh is non-committal so you can oh, that's perfect yeah it's a, a 2 month minimum that's it it's a... Uh, it's a it's a very it's a very low commitment. I don't want to say non-committal. it's, right. a, it's a, there's a two month minimum. Okay, but it's not a year long contract. You know. Like okay, it's
2: not like that. those old Bally's uh, gym membership.
4: So the membership uh, gives you uh, options. We have a Get Cracked uh, membership. Uh, it allows for six visits per month, mm-hmm. six chiropractic visits and one vitamin injection. That's okay. all included for $49 nice. for, for the month. The vitamin nice. injection
2: rolls over, so you can accumulate. Okay. You know, if you don't use them, you could just you can uh, rack, them up. rack them up. You can rack them mm-hmm. up throughout nice. the year. If you drank nice. too much tequila, can't. you could uh, <laughs> get a couple of injections. I can't, can't <laughs> argue with that. So I also want to say, okay, now we're in Miami. You know everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, right? That's it's correct. Like, my friend can do it for me. Or somebody can just walk on my back. Somebody can just, you know,
4: crack my neck. Why should I go to a chiropractor? Well, chiropractors are trained. Uh, they're, they're physicians, they're doctors. Okay. Uh, they're licensed in every state of the United States, uh, in many countries. And uh, they're trained for, uh, for eight years. And uh, it's dangerous. It can be dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when a non physician does it, they might not know the signs of when not to adjust, which is more important. You know, I'm sure people uh, can do the mid back. Once you start getting into the cervical area, um, then you're asking for trouble. Now you're risking, you're playing uh, Russian roulette, uh, strokes, strokes, or <laughs> strokes can be common for people who don't know what they're doing. Oh, wow. If they, if they do it on the wrong person, if they don't, uh, do the proper history, like we do, uh, chiropractic physicians do, uh, you know, a history, they'll ask you questions, kind of like when you guys first came in. Yeah. Um, you, you notice that we asked you a series of health questions. The doctor also looks at you, does a brief examination, and through through that and their experience, they'll know. Hey, listen, this person, you know, don't touch your neck, don't touch this area. The techniques are more specific than than a buddy that can do it for you, right? Or uh, yeah. you know, a karate expert. You know, I've seen that they did it to me before, and it's great, feels good. But uh, the chiropractors are, are are trained to do specific adjustments, very light, very gentle, to get the job done. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. and
2: that's probably why sometimes people think an adjustment hurts
4: because it's being done by
2: someone who's got no idea what the hell they're doing. That's I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah, now, sure. another belief is that adjustments are for old people.
4: It's for everyone, uh, from infants to uh geriatrics. <laughs> so yeah, and everybody in between.
2: It's all yeah. inclusive, guys. It's it all inclusive. All right. Well, thank you, Mark and Vince, for stopping by again with you know our, our segment here. Remember, listeners, you can always visit Snapcrack at their website, snapcrack.com, for more information, because when you feel better, you do better. I have in in the recent weeks, you know, with everything's been going with Cuba and, you know, with and and now with like, you know, with the baby and just everything. I have just started to feel exhausted about oh, yeah. about having to consistently explain, educate, defend um you know just it, it, my, the the position the why we do this and, and and you know and again we've said it you know when we have a podcast we we have a platform we have to use it for things we believe in and we do but it's gotten to the point now where like sometimes you know what the comments that are coming in i i can't i just can't comment you can't, anymore you
3: can't like you can't
2: <laughs> because i because i'm like you know what it's it, I, I, I like i want to say so much and it doesn't come out and then it's like I, I want to use that energy to something else but you are very good at that though I have to say at the end of the day you are very good about stepping in and just being like I'm gonna reply I'm gonna respond I'm gonna tell you why this 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 and this and dude how do you do it because I have been trying to find the 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 inner strength to do it and I've just been exhausted
3: <laughs> well because I think it's a combination of things I think that there's people that make comments that it's like whatever. I'm not even going to respond to this because you're being provocative and you're, you're being true. an asshole. For this. And then there's people that like, curious. Like you could tell, like you could tell when it's something genuine. Mm-hmm. And look, if there's something, because you have to, I, I always see it from this point of view, right? There are a lot of wor- There are a lot of countries and a lot of places around the world that have a lot of problems, right? Uh, from genocide to, you know hunger to political corruption to whatever totalitarian government mm-hmm. cuba's not the only place right but i don't i don't go out and make myself an expert on those things so if i hear people discussing that sudan or, I, or whatever right i i listen to it i'm not going to give an opinion on something that i am not well versed in or that my my knowledge of it is based on wikipedia (laughs) like and and, uh, granted i love wikipedia i spent a lot of time on wikipedia but i know that wikipedia does not make me an expert in something right and i think that the problem with cuba is which is again goes to the tweet that i did a couple of weeks ago that sort of went viral that it was like i love how like overnight People became experts in like Cuban policy and like the embargo. Like,
2: well, oh, there, well, there was a double major available between Cuban policy and vaccine science, and yes. so that's why. Infectious that's diseases.
3: why infectious diseases, yes, right? Yes, yes, people are experts in them. They're they're experts in them. So, you know, going back to your question, I'm like, well, how do I have like time? Because uh, well, it's not that I have time. I have like the
2: time, but, but how, where do you find the the, the, well, the inner strength? I don't know how to call it. Like, but.
3: Well, because you know what, I'll tell you why. Because this is something that I could speak truth to, right? Okay. And this is something that I, you, we uh, have lived experience on, right? Right. And and what I keep saying and saying. So this is this is a topic that I could speak truth to power in. So I'm going to use my voice to tell you, hey, this is not what you are saying. It is because I am. I have lived through it. I come from it. So you're not going to sit here and tell me, and you're comfortable, you know, as I always say, with your comfortable, you know, Mac, you know Apple devices, you know, in an air-conditioned room, tell me what it's like to live in a communist country. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> you you don't have, you don't have the ability and you don't have a right to speak on that. You know, as I always say, the same way that I, as somebody who's not black, I don't have the, I, I don't have it, nor should I have the right to speak on what the experience of a black man is, what the experience of a woman is, you know, being harassed. You don't get to speak about the trauma of the Cuban people. If you're not Cuban, you don't, you don't. So unless you are listening, you're, you're not asking, unless you're asking, you're asking a
2: question, right,
3: right. Very legitimate questions. Trying to understand. you, you, You know, you don't get to speak on this. You don't you don't and you know everybody everybody talks about like socialism and communism and people on the extreme left and you know I've made it very clear in 167 episodes. I am a liberal. I have always considered myself a liberal, and I, I especially socially, I am very much a liberal. But I'm also not mierda. and I'm also not you know <laughs> like, like liberal people that it's like oh my god, capitalism. I hate capitalism. Again, while you're using a very fancy iPhone, right, right. And you're using a MacBook Pro, and you paid seven dollars for a copy for a coffee at Starbucks. Right? 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 So, you know, I, I think that the problem also is that this whole Cuba thing happened at a time where the American and kind of capitalists kind of shtick of the U.S. Uh, like the stock is low. like yeah. right, right, now, right? Our right. stock is not doing very well. So I think this has been like, you know, a lot of people that are upset because I don't know if you saw – I don't know if it was in my Instagram, my personal Instagram, or in our Instagram, that this guy went on and on and on about, you know, American policy.
2: Yes, it was ours. And that's one of the people who it's just like, I, I just got to a
3: point where I'm like- You went off on American policy. And I responded, I responded, I'm like, okay, you just proved what I talked about because it was a post where- I was in front of the White House, yes. and I was about, again, the lived experience and trauma of the Cuban people, right, and what we have gone through, mm-hmm. right, what the ones who left and yeah. the ones who –
2: the, the diaspora, uh-huh.
3: Right, right. Um, and he was talking about, like, oh, you know, the embargo on the U.S. policy, and I'm like, right, but again, like – Are you listening to the Cuban people? Oh, because the United States. And that's why, like, I actually had, like, an engagement with this person, whoever it was, that I'm like, every every comment that you have made has been about a grievance you have against the United States. It has not been about Cuba. And this is about Cuba. And that's what I feel that a lot of these, like, little, like, extreme leftist little kids – you know, little, you know, I hate, I, no, I'm going to pull out say the, like the, these extreme leftist white kids, you know, that have had a privileged life and are sitting, you know, again, in their very comfortable coffee house with their very expensive devices, talking in about air conditioning. Forms. The horrors yeah. of capitalism, right? right. That's why when they sit there, like, oh, because you know Cuba has like a uh, universal healthcare and like uh, you get free education and like, you know, like, Cuba doesn't even have band-aids, like a hey, universal right, healthcare. right. universal <laughs> healthcare. But you know, it's
2: it, universal healthcare in the sense that nobody has anything, <laughs> right?
3: Universally. <laughs> so exactly. so yeah, so yeah, I think that. And, and I think this was said in the Zoom call that, you, you know, you and I, for our listeners, yes. Ish and I yeah. were invited to a panel last week uh, where it was us and other Cuban yeah. um, Americans. and um,
2: America uh, Valdez and Jenny Lorenzo. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And, um, yeah, America Valdez was there. Uh, Jenny Lorenzo was there. Uh, Yves Valdez was there. Carmen Pelaz was there. And we were talking about all these things. And I forgot who it was that said that, no, as a Cuban American, we have to unapologetically own our story. Yeah. And own our truth. The same way that other people, rightfully so, get to unapologetically own their story and their reality and their struggle, we get to own ours. So you are not going to come and School me and teach me about, you know, different forms of government and how you're pissed off at capitalism and how Cuba has, you know, Cuba's the way it is because of the US. Poli- no, 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 no. Yeah, you, you want to stop at
2: commun- uh, capitalism? Be pissed off. Be pissed off at capitalism. But eso no tiene nada que ver.
3: You have a right to think whatever you have. But what you don't have a right is to tell me the realities of our country, what our people have lived through, and the extent trauma they've gone through no 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 you don't get to. that's where we stop. draw the line <laughs> you get to sit down to shut up that's what you got to do <laughs> or as as to quote the great mariah carey in the song that nobody knows of her that she says why don't you shut, shut the fuck phone. out <laughs> great little mariah carey gem of a song that nobody knows
2: uh, yeah that was a weird single
3: That's what we're calling it nowadays.
2: It was Drew Barrymore?
3: <laughs> it was supposed to, like, cause momentum for the... Whatever.
2: Oh, it was supposed to be like a buzz. Okay, it was supposed to create a buzz for the album. Yeah,
3: You know, it's called GTFO, Get the Fuck Out. It happened. And then she says it so melodically. Why don't you get the fuck
2: out? Well, I mean, how else would Mariah say it, if not, you know, melodically?
3: Well, no, because as we know, she recorded a secret album where she's an angry... Uh,
2: she's Courtney Love's distant cousin.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. so you know that, listeners, that Mariah Carey recorded a secret album that's, it's like a, like, punk independent, like, yeah, it's very whole, very Alanis Morissette, you know. She, Not everybody knew that. She, Not covered, even
2: I she covered a whole song. Didn't she?
3: Violet? Violet, yeah, but it was live. It wasn't, like... Uh, a cover cover
2: oh, oh okay see look i so, know things i'm paying attention
3: so what else is going on
2: <sighs> i'm trying to think there's just so much going on that i feel like i've kind of like shut things out
3: <laughs> In the oh, okay, okay, okay so so listeners you because have okay so you know you've been you've been hearing about this for a few weeks now that i'm watching manifest
2: Oh, have you heard that it may be coming back?
3: No, you got nada. That's what I was going to talk about. So here's the thing. And I'll say it again for the listeners who didn't hear it. Like, I don't know, a month, month and a half ago. So this show manifest on. Okay, let's start brand new. Okay. So I, and listeners, I'm sure this has happened to some of you. So I am very, very weary about network television because every freaking okay wait no stop stop before we talk about that that. (laughs) how many steps back are we taking here (laughs) no 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 before we talk about manifest we have to talk about something else okay that is in the same realm so listeners sorry sorry this wasn't in our script so i am the type of person that i when i find something that i love that blows my socks off like i make it very like known Like, okay, this is my favorite dish here. This is my favorite thing to eat here. Um, And I will go and have it a bunch of times, right? So it's a kind of a running joke among everybody that knows me well that whenever I go to, like, a restaurant and I love something, it will be off the menu.
2: It's days are numbered.
3: It's days are numbered. It's days are numbered.
2: (laughs) You can set your clock by that. It's days are
3: numbered. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm surprised that Cheesecake Factory has not gotten rid of the crusty Chicken Romano. Like, I'm surprised that Cheesecake Factory hasn't just closed down. I'm surprised. <laughs> I mean, you need. Like, <laughs> Every time I go somewhere, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. This is like amazing. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. So... In Italy, in New York City, and you had this with me.
2: Yes, yeah, I was. A, you were the first person I had it with. Yes, you introduced right. me to it.
3: Right, you were not my first, but I was Where your you? first.
2: But you were saving yourself oh. for Junior.
3: <laughs> so Italy, which is an Italian market in New York City, had this amazing prime rib sandwich. I mean, it was amazing. It was. It was. It was a best with delicious slow roasted prime rib with just a little bit of olive oil and rock himalayan salt very simple that's it very simple and it was magic <laughs> like like it was the type of sandwich that i would have and i'd be like i need to take a moment to like understand everything i'm feeling right now while i'm having this amazing sandwich it was an experience i'll agree right? with that i'll agree i'll agree so every time I would go to New York, I would have the sandwich, okay? So a couple of, like, a year ago or, well, no, two years now, we went to Vegas, remember, for, for your birthday. And in Vegas, they had opened up in Italy. So I was like, aha, I'm going to go have the sandwich. And they had a version of it, but not the version of it from New York. It was different. So now last week when I was in New York, I'm like, well, hello. We're going to Italy to have the sandwich.
2: You got to go to the, the, the main headquarters to have so it. But where
3: I go, where the sandwich is always in. I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, okay, uh, uh, pork sandwich, salami sandwich. Yeah, my my attitude starts to change. Um, porchetta sandwich, fajita sandwich. I'm like, where's the sandwich? Where's the sandwich? <laughs> And then the sign was there. We no longer have the prime rib sandwich. So that's what I took a picture of it. And I'm like, of course, of course, they don't have the prime rib sandwich because. Because it's your favorite dish there, of course. But I always say, does this happen to other people?
2: I think it's just you. like
3: Because I don't know anybody else. I mean, I'm still lamenting the chicken club burrito from Taco Bell from 1995.
2: Like, I feel like it may happen to other people, but not with as much frequency.
3: But it to me, it happens all the time. That's
2: what I'm saying. Not as much frequency as it happens to you.
3: Like all the time, and I'm like, but why? Like why? Why? It's like it doesn't, and it doesn't even matter what type of restaurant it is. It's like no, no, we no longer have it on the menu. Like the local, the the Gables. Remember the local? Yeah. You ever have their hen soup? It was like one of the most amazing things I had ever got had. Like I went there like I don't know ten times in a row to have the damn hen hen and dumpling soup, and then they just took it off the menu. And I'm like, oh, why? It's sopa de gallina. Why would you take off la sopa de gallina? So I thought our listeners would appreciate that. So that um, that
2: permeates into other facets okay, of. So your that life. Person
3: permeates into other things. So. Uh, for a few weeks now, I've been talking about Manifest, the show on NBC, the one about the people that were on an airplane. <laughs> they get some turbulence, and when they arrive in New York City, it's five and a half years later, right? I love that so, <laughs> so that, I know, right? So that show ran for three seasons, and I got canceled by by NBC. Yeah. And that show is like, it's one of these shows that like it has all these clues and then it's like lost. Perhaps,
2: I mean, for lack of a better
3: comparison, comparison. you figured it out then they add another twist and like, it, it's a mind, it's a club. It's a mind fuck. Like it, it really is, but it's really good. And the show has been number one on Netflix. Um, I think there was only like a few days. It wasn't number one, but it's been at the top of Netflix for like almost two months now. Wow. Really that long? Yes. And then I started watching it because when it became number one on Netflix and everybody started writing about it, like all these publications, I'm like, you know, let me just watch the first episode to see, you know, what it's all about. And then, you know, three seasons later, like I'm like, hooked on it. And now there's talk that they're going to renew it for a fourth season.
2: Yeah, I I saw that and I thought of you, but I didn't want to get your hopes up. So I didn't say anything.
3: no, but then the thing was, while I've been watching this show, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm setting myself up for failure. Like, certain failure. There's not – there's but, no doubt about it. Hey,
2: this isn't the first time Netflix does something like that, even if it's just to bring a, a show back to, to end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they'll, they'll bring it back for, like, okay, one more season just so everybody can wrap everything up. Or, right. And and so I, I I have to commend
3: Netflix for that. You know, they, they, know, they do that it, a lot. If they do that, even if it's just for one more season to end the story, great. We ended the story. But I need to know, I need to know who is behind that. Like, I need, like, I need, my life will not continue. Now that I don't have the steak sandwich anymore, like, come on, give me a (laughs) (laughs)
2: Look, Universe, it's either the steak sandwich or Manifest. Pick one.
3: I I don't know. I think I really want the steak sandwich. (laughs)
2: i'm surprised that they just took it off the menu
3: no they just took it off the menu no but they have a sign so i i think that because i actually thought about this i'm like if they have the sign it's because enough people have come and asked for it right but that's what i'm saying
2: like it
3: seems like it's a popular item I because mean, if it's an item that nobody orders like nobody's gonna miss it but if, it. There was, if there was a sign that specifically said we no longer have the primary there's a I'm reason a- there's a sign Enough people have asked for the prime rib sandwich, and I'm like, come on! Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, even the Olive Garden got rid of my favorite thing the the pasta with blue cheese and steak. It was so good. Oh, that it was, was so good. good. I had totally forgotten the, about that. Yes, it was so good. It happens all the time. You know, one of the restaurants that it's happened to me the most is Bahama Breeze.
2: I couldn't tell you the last time I went to Bahama
3: Breeze. Bahama Breeze, every time I go and I like something, I'm like, don't like it because it's going to be off the menu like next week. It's just a matter of time. No, yeah. It's like, sure. Oh, you know what else I learned in this um road trip um, was that there were a lot of Chick-fil-A's yes. and the Chick-fil-A... The Chick Fil A mohom of like the drive thru having fifty thousand people is everywhere. Oh, it's universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we don't like the homophobic chicken, but I think that from from well, no, the baby probably <laughs> they're the no, only sponsor
2: chicken. he has left. <laughs> uh,
3: I know we're not supposed to like the homophobic chicken, but I think that from a marketing standpoint, like we should invest in stock because from I mean, a business
2: perspective, like if we're if we're publicly
3: traded, they're not publicly. Oh, okay. but if it were, because it's like, man, like it's, it's no like, matter where you go, I was like in the middle of nowhere, Virginia, and that, I think the entire town was like in the you know Chick-fil-A drive-thru. And I'm like I'm like, I like Chick-fil-A. Their Chick-fil-A sauce is like amazing, but I don't know if I'm gonna sit in line for like an hour 30- <laughs> to get Chick-fil-A like nuggets. Whatever. You know the thing about Chick-fil-A though is that they also have hospital ice.
2: They have a hospital ice? Yeah. You I mean, know you I, know, I is, know there's that.
3: That, that delicious hospital ice, the little the little crumbs of ice. You know,
2: you should do a blog about like ice. You're like an ice
3: connoisseur. I am. Nobody likes ice. There's two things I'm very confident about me. And that is that nobody likes blue cheese more than me. They can like blue cheese as much as me, but not more. But not more. And nobody loves ice more than me because I love ice. You do like love ice, I like. I love it. I can be. I am. I can, and I many times am chewing ice all day to the annoy, annoyance of a lot of people. Um, and yeah, no, I'm. I'm. I'm totally. What is it? uh, Outcast on that? What's colder than ice? What's what's colder (laughs) than 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 cold ice? Ice cold. cold. (laughs) Ice cold because I love ice. I don't like ice ice baby, but I do like ice.
2: (laughs) Do but do do you like ice cube?
3: I like ice cube more than vanilla ice. Okay, there you go. Okay, because I just want to say for the record, I never liked that damn song. And you knew me when that song came out. We were kids, but... Wow, yeah. I've never liked Ice Ice Baby. Never. Because I never cared for Vanilla Ice. See, I'm better
2: Really, you don't like Rob? Rob Van Winkle?
3: I like Rob more now that he's into Home Improvement. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Once he got an HGTV show, you know.
3: Simply because I like the fact that, you know, he has an edge, and he's not uh, Joanna and Chip Games. And they're perfect little silos And like <laughs> Back and forth Have you ever seen their show?
2: I have seen their show They don't bother me as much as I think they should
3: They bother the hell out of me Especially him Because I think the work they do is amazing I mean don't get right, me wrong right. like, The aesthetic is beautiful I get it I get why they're popular But their banter back and forth Especially his It's like Because the thing is that I, I feel wow. I would have never thought that when we were talking about the baby and his games <laughs> joke we were going to end up talking about shipping Joanna games. Gaines but i i feel that they have somewhat become so ce- well no someone no they have become celebrities yeah yeah for sure so their show has also become about them and i okay. don't care about, i don't care to watch your show about them i care to watch the show about the house <laughs> and about you know what they're doing to the house and i hate the banter between The two of them, especially coming from him. Like I hate it. Like, get
2: ready because they have their own channel now.
3: They have their own channel?
2: Magnolia, yeah. It's um I forget what Discovery channel it used to be, but it's it's switching over to Magnolia.
3: Magnolia?
2: Well, that's their company name.
3: No, I know. Oh, why am I I want a cupcake, (sighs) but not from Magnolia Bakery.
2: (laughs) I've been craving cookies all day today.
3: No, like magnolia bakery so
2: like
3: oh like look i'm not gonna hate it i mean i would have a magnolia cupcake now but
2: but that's not what you're craving right now no you no. want like a Publix cupcake don't
3: you actually you know what cupcakes i love and they closed a bunch of them down is crumbs
2: they closed a bunch of them
3: oh my gosh they closed most of them down crumbs bakery
2: hmm Wait, yeah. Which is the one that they have in in, in Orlando, uh, Downtown Disney, which I know is not Downtown Disney anymore, uh, but it's Downtown Spr- uh, Sprinkles?
3: Yes, Sprinkles. Oh my gosh, I love Sprinkles. Yes, I remember the first time I had Sprinkles. It was in Beverly Hills off Rodeo Drive, and it was amazing. Yes, love me some Sprinkles. It really was. I didn't have it out of the Spr- Cupcake ATM machine, but...
2: I just love the fact that there's a cupcake ATM machine. More desserts should have ATM machines.
3: <laughs> oh, a cinnamon roll. Oh. Qué rico.
2: Oh.
3: Okay. Ahora tengo tremenda hambre. <laughs>
2: bueno, pero how are you feeling in terms of thirst?
3: I don't know. You're usually more thirsty than I am in more ways. Well, than hey. One.
2: Hey, but enough about my personal Instagram. So I guess it's soda time. And <laughs> it's soda time already? Yeah. But we're having so much fun. Well, that you know, you always got to keep them wanting more.
3: Our listeners don't care. Our listeners, our listeners
2: love us either way. Well, I wouldn't say either way. I'm
3: sure we could piss off our listeners.
2: Yeah, but then they'd still probably come back the next week to be like, no, no, I'm going to give them another chance. Okay, I, I think we've built up enough credibility and and love from our from our audience.
3: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So who's your soda for?
2: So my soda, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Um, actually, this week, um, Joni Ventura passed away. Um, and so I'm just going to give it to him, Last Soda.
3: Okay. I know Joni Ventura, but refresh my memory. What's his most famous song?
2: Pitaste. Merengueros la tambora. That's him? Yeah. Yeah.
3: la tambora. No, 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 no. Exactly.
2: And I learned that there was actually a couple years in the late 90s, I think it was late 90s, like 98 to like 2000 or so, he was actually the mayor of Santo Domingo as well.
3: As one does.
2: As one goes from being a merenguero to being el alcalde. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, he was 80-something years old, I think he was 81 years old, he died of a heart attack, you know, it's just somebody who obviously we grew up listening to and just... His music just has lots of you know nice memories. So, you know, Last Soda to uh, a posthumous Last Soda, I guess, to
3: Johnny Ventura. Let me ask you something. Do you like – like, seriously, and I, I would be curious to know what our listeners think. Do you like Salsa and Merengue in terms of, like, l- songs that you listen to, like, in the car or at home, you know, or, or in other words, that when you're not dancing at a party? Um, Is cleaning the house
2: included in that Casually listen to Is cleaning the house included in that Because salsa merengue
3: is great Para limpiar la casa un sábado Is it? Yeah it really is No but is it music you casually listen to
2: It is I've I've casually
3: listened to it If I went through your playlist right now There would be salsa merengue in there
2: Yeah especially old school salsa merengue
3: Interesting Yep,
2: I know that is not the case for you
3: not whatsoever like,
2: <laughs> Not, not even all. a little bit Maybe a Celia Cruz song Maybe at most
3: <laughs> I mean look there's, there's salsa merengue songs that I love because they're nostalgic Like yeah. I love the eh, para abajo Porque es un peligro arriba Y después te dicen Señora tiene aspirina No hay cama
2: para tanta gente Yeah
3: like, that song is great like that's a great song to dance to at a party it reminds me of like you know when we were kids and we would go to all these like weddings and 15s and they would always sing put that song and like they're fun songs and like Grupo Nietzsche has like great songs that again remind me of like my childhood and going to all this stuff but I can't say I like enjoy listening to that while I'm driving like
2: I do it, it, it's energetic, especially if you're stuck in traffic.
3: But I do love Los Ilegales.
2: Well, I mean, who doesn't? You know, it's that bad boy syndrome. They are illegal.
3: I love La Morena. La Morena is like one of the best songs ever. Fight me. Y La Morena pide, Y La Morena quiere más. Y La Morena pide,
2: quiere This
3: song is so good. Fight me on that <laughs> <laughs> No he like shit I'm Like what are you talking about They're great
2: <laughs> Wait But El Tiburón was Proyecto Uno
3: right. Oh my god El Tiburón That song I freaking love it. Tiburón <laughs> I, That song I have in my iPod In my playlist Our. But I think of El Tiburón More as like freestyle music It It threads the line yeah like it's not because think about it it's not merengue it's not merengue and it's not salsa but it's not hip-hop right I think of it more as like I you know it's not traditional freestyle but I think about it more as freestyle See sí, like tirando para freestyle yeah th- that song is great el tiburón ahí esta se la llevo, el tiburón tiburón that's like the type of song that I come I become like really one-ass of like and then you're like, what's up?
2: It looks like Darien, but I don't know.
3: <laughs> and I like Ocán de León. Oh, well, yeah. I saw Esa him perform can- live. Esa canta desgraciada por mi letra de mi amada. You know who I never liked? Because I thought he sucked. <laughs> Was Jerry Rivera. Ah,
2: shut your face. I love his
3: his songs. Okay. Okay, I know you don't have to be a fine vocalist to be a salsa singer, but come on! Oh, no, like, I
2: liked his songs, especially that that album that looks that that's just him with the black turtleneck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow! Again, we're talking about I didn't it was just wow. <laughs> this is what happens, listeners. on better let me tell. Well, our listeners know this we is why have,
2: they come back every week.
3: We're talking about uh, homophobic comments, then the Olympics, then, you know. Chip and Joanna. And now we're talking about salsa merengue and Jerry Rivera, who's a grandfather, by the way. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, he's like our age. No, Jerry Rivera's not our age.
2: I didn't say he's our age. He said he's like our age. So he's, no, probably... he's not
3: even like our age. Jerry Rivera's in his 50s. Oh, well, I
2: guess he does have Cara Nino.
3: Yeah, Jerry Rivera, I mean, when I mean he's 50, he's probably like 51. 50. Yeah, yeah, like because when Jerry Rivera, I mean, he was very young, but when Jerry Rivera was singing, like, like when Cara de Nino came out, yes, he was very young, we were like 12, 13, like, and he was probably in his 20s. Like, oh,
2: I thought, I thought when he came out, like, I, he was like 17. Like, I knew he was older than us, that's what I mean. No, he life. wasn't anymore.
3: Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it wasn't Mandy Moore. Because Mandy Moore was like, what, 14 when Candy came out?
2: Yeah, that's true. That's why she couldn't drive the car.
3: <laughs> and uh, but I see that... That song sucked so badly. But listen, it, it worked. It did. It did. And then what I what I feel... Well, okay. I don't feel bad for her because things turned out very yeah. well for her. Yeah. But as far as her music career is like, she actually had like really good music later on. Like she had like yeah. very like what, like
2: Wildflower was that the name of yeah.
3: Yeah, no, it was like very like folk like Fleetwood Mac type music. Yeah. But like her first album was just terrible. I she really was liked like
2: her second one. <laughs>
3: Her second excuse me. Her second album was really good actually. But but I think that by that time people had written her off already. Like yeah. she's a candy and whatever. They didn't whatever. want they
2: didn't want her in their pocket.
3: <laughs> but man, what was her movie uh Among Fli- Among Flies? Among not a, not a, not Hope Floats. Uh no, a Walk to Remember? A Walk to Remember. A Walk to <laughs> again a walk to remember
2: wait why were you thinking about flies
3: (laughs) i don't know because i was thinking like a fishing boat
2: so like fly fishing
3: yes because there's a scene in a walk to remember where they're never mind (laughs) was it a walk to remember good Listen, this is what our listeners tune in for. The randomness of a conversation. It, it really, really, truly is. It really is. I remember I watched A Walk to Remember, and I think we watched it because it's just Mandy Moore was in it, right? And I was like, oh, look, Mandy Moore's first movie. I did not know about Nicholas Sparks. I did no. not know about the cheesiness of... That was before oh. Nicholas Sparks was a thing. Right. We were just the Mandy Moore movie. <laughs> And I remember the part of the movie when she was like, I don't have a, re- I don't need a reason to be mad at God. And I'm like, okay, wait, this is not a team love movie. I'm like, wait, wait, this movie's taking a turn for the worse. And then I'm like, freaking crying at the end. And I'm like, but why? Like,
2: yo estaba mal at the end of that movie. Like,
3: so much. Damn it, Mandy
2: Moore. Mal I remember seeing it in your room And I was sitting on your desk chair And I was just uncontrollably
3: Oh that was the first time you saw it Yes Nobody was expecting that I was expecting I don't know Like a little coming of age Movie (laughs) Like I don't know He lost her virginity to you know What's his name
2: Um, que tiene cara de malo
3: Um, No cara de niño, cara de malo (laughs) Shane West. Uh Shane West. I I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be one of those things. You know, she was like the nerdy girl and he was like the bad boy and, you know, they were going to come together. I thought it was that, but it's like, no, no, no. She has cancer and she's going to die. Like, she does. But before she dies, we're going to, like, give her a telescope and she's going to be in two places at once and have all these, like, cheesy, beautiful moments that are going to make you feel fuzzy inside. Then they're going to get married and then she's going to die. Enjoy. I'll never forget like the scene in their wedding that it's like the scene it's of him and her at the altar but you can't hear them speaking it's just music and then like the camera pans into them but then pans out and and then he's like and just like that Jamie went and it's like oh my god what are you doing to me (laughs) I remember I came out I saw that movie in the movie theater I came out a wreck I was like, "What has Mandy Moore done to?" Me? And whatever guys out there who are probably like getting obsessed with little people, I bet you that if you saw a Walk to Remember as well, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like
2: after that movie, much like Mandy Moore, I needed to be saturated. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh
3: yeah. I saw that. I saw the movie several times because I, then I got it on DVD to continue the the torture. The- yeah, I was a that masochist, and I remember watching it with my dad, like on a Saturday, like morning, that we were in the house watching it. My dad's like, "Pero, pero, porque esta película." <laughs> and then there was another friend of ours, you know which one, that I saw with him again at my in my house. Y él, like I thought, like I was concerned about him. <laughs> So the point we're trying to make, listeners, is that if you have not seen a walk to remember, starting Mandy Moore, Shane West, and Daryl Hannah in a great brown wig, go out now and see which streaming service has it because it's quite the memorable movie. But, but, and you use with tissues. Have
2: tissues with ready. That
3: said, I am going to give my final soda to Mandy Moore.
2: No one more deserved.
3: Because you know what? Mandy Moore spreads happiness. She's just really authentic. You know, she was a pop singer. It kind of went well, but not well enough like Britney and Christina. Then she was like, yeah, I'm going to take some time off. And then it's like, you know what? I'm going to start making movies. And, you know, she did she did some good movies. Um, and now she's on. Um, this is Us. That I always cry in también. This is a lot around Mandy Moore.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she brings happiness. I'm just going to say.
3: Moore, no, seriously. The thing about I've always liked about Mandy Moore is that Mandy Moore has always seemed a very authentic person. Even when she was a little, like a teenager, she always seemed very grounded and very authentic and just very genuine, which is refreshing in the entertainment world. Um,
2: and on top of that, she scaled Everest.
3: She what? She climbed Everest. Mandy Moore went to Mount Everest? You didn't know this? Wait, wait, wait. Mandy Moore. Amanda Lee Moore.
2: Yes, Amanda Lee Moore. She climbed Everest. She went,
3: she went to the summit of Everest?
2: I don't know how far she went, but she climbed Everest. Like I think it was like two years ago.
3: Of course, because all she is is positivity. She is, I've always told you this. In places of conflict, they should send Mandy Moore and Will Smith. Because whoever doesn't like Mandy Moore and Will Smith, they're the problem.
2: It's true. They should send them to Cuba.
3: No. They'll fix the problem. Because they're going to like Mandy Moore and Will Smith. I've said this to you many times. If you don't like Mandy Moore and Will Smith, you're the one with the problem. Clearly. (laughs) Speaking of Mandy Moore... I think that the worst movie she's ever done, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, is because I said so. And it's so funny because that movie has such a great cast. Oh, it's yeah. her, Diane uh, Keaton, mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel Macht, uh, you know, Harvey from Suits, um, Piper Parable, who we love, and it's uh, Gilmour. I mean, it has a great cast, and the movie is so awful. I've never seen it. Oh my God, it's stupid. It's so. And you know, I usually, even bad movies, I find something redeeming about them. But, but but, okay, on that note, our final, (laughs) anymore, we've been on a roll. Uh, well, everybody, this was a full packed episode of us talking. What is it you always say a lot about everything and nothing? And
2: we say a lot about, we talk about everything, anything, and nothing at all.
3: (laughs) Wow. I'm surprised I had enough energy to withhold it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You've had a very hectic week.
3: I have. And yet, I have enough energy on a Thursday. But anyway, well, everybody, we hope you listen, laughed, and learned. And as always, grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, next week, we will be back in person. Yes, we will. Oh, we in the same room recording. Yeah. Um, so enjoy our. Are we going to call these the mountain sessions?
2: Oh, wow. Are we releasing an album? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the mountain session. That sounds like an album. That sounds like the album of like that we were once pop, but now we're doing like folk music called The Mountain Sessions.
2: You mean like Mandy Moore's first album after her whole pop career,
3: probably? Right, Don album. You know, when he grew out his hair and moved to North Dakota or Montana. (laughs) Anyway, everybody have a great weekend. Yes. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll all see you next week. Yeah. Don't
2: forget, guys. Hashtag SOS Cuba.
3: Yes, always. Bye. Bye.
2: Better Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michelangelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.